Part nine of the Blue Review, Volume One, Number One, edited by John Middleton Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Fiction by Hugh Walpole, a new book by Charles Marriott. Modern English criticism, allowing as it does that poetry and essay and drama are fit subjects for its most serious attention, nevertheless denies the novel similar privileges. The modern novel, it gives us to understand, is, when popular, bad, and when unpopular, pretentious. And behind this general principle there lurks a conviction that the art of selection is in modern fiction an impossible thing, and that, at any rate, even when a selection is made, nobody cares. The endeavour in England to notice every novel that is published must lead to certain disaster and the fact that the novel about which most people wish to read notices is as a rule the novel about which there is the least critically to be said adds to the difficulties finally it is beyond question true that the general level of english fiction is at the present moment high and this very quantity of adequate work adds to the confusion of the critic's duties the critic confronted with novel after novel that would with its cleverness and ability have surprised the forties and fifties into amazed applause has nevertheless to admit that the passage of these same volumes through this modern world is swift and inglorious three months being on the whole their allotted span of life he is then forced to conclude that the standard of the english novel is higher in nineteen thirteen than it was in eighteen fifty then why if that be the case does no novel published to-day seem assured of any immortality in short by what standards is the critic of to-day to arrange his rewards and penalties the first and immediate necessity if one is to deal in any ordered fashion with the two thousand novels hurled annually at the head of an amiably indulgent public is the necessity of selection and this selection must be made in accordance with certain rules and these rules must come immediately from one's own direct question what do i personally want from the novel it may be taken for granted that what i personally want is in no way the same thing as what mr s or mr m require but allow them to formulate their rules and proceed to their individual judgments and compare those judgments with my own then at any rate from the three conditions of selection some interesting definition may be gathered the qualities then that i require of the modern novel are a conviction of personality a knowledge of life and a love of form and of these i believe the first to be the most essential the novelist of to-day is confronted with a thousand examples of his art whereas the novelist of a hundred years ago had the undiscovered world before him again and again to-day we are confronted with the most admirable and lifelike imitations of other people's masterpieces, and these imitations may, critically, be dismissed at once. A second Fielding, a second Meredith, even a second Arnold Bennett, is of less value to us than a first Mary Brown or a genuine James Robinson. It is, however, one of the most encouraging signs for the believer in the health and strength of the English novel of the twentieth century that so many evidences of this same individuality are to be found. 
during the months of the present year we have had mr cannon's round the corner mr marriott's catfish mrs belloc lowndes studies in love and terror miss maynell's lot barrow miss may sinclair's combined maze and mr oliver onion's debit account and in all of these personality knowledge of life and sense of form are in various degrees to be discovered in all these novels there is to be found an intellectual courage and a determined honesty that is beyond all praise although mr cannon may owe something to the greatest of modern english novels the way of all flesh miss sinclair something to mr hoopdriver and mr lewisham and miss meynell something to jane austen there is evidence of enough individuality here to support the optimists and confound the faint-hearted but of them all mr charles marriott has in the catfish hurston blackett six shillings produced the outstanding novel of the present year and it is in the catfish that i find the most complete fulfilment of my three essentials if at the present time the standard of criticism had been less confused the author of the column genevra the wondrous wife and now would have been rewarded with acclamation but a certain almost frigid distinction a determination to advance no single step towards the coloured appreciations of the public lest any atom of personality should be sacrificed have hindered his popularity and the poetry of genevra and the wondrous wife the sharp brilliance of now and the kiss of helen are still waiting for their sufficient acknowledgment towards this acknowledgment the catfish will surely assist him for now for the first time there is some softening of that earlier coldness and a fine tenderness unusual in mr marriott's work and hitherto the great quality lacking in it has crept into his pages in watching the work of the younger english novelists of to-day one is struck by the fact that they have all of them the same end in view namely to represent the most modern aspects of modern life in some form that may be true to both realism and romance if it be true that realism is the prose and romance the poetry of things seen and this is a very halting definition then this general characteristic is proved to be true mr onions lights a sordid murder with the colours of flashing sky signs and wet lamplit streets mr cannon plunges into the heart of his sordid family an adventurer with a soul as romantic as the forests and deserts that he has encountered miss sinclair as she traces the misadventures of a half-starved little clerk in a garden city makes of a polytechnic drill a dance that beats rhythmically through every page of her history miss meynell introduces into her tragedy of a servant girl the figure of a sailor whose passion for the romance of the sea colours the whole history and so with them all the younger english novelist is concerned with the romance of the most material of modern phenomena and that is no mean life-work this is most emphatically mr marriott's concern and the catfish is a most eloquent example of it quite early in life george tracy discovered that if he were to be reasonably happy and prosperous he must pretend here in mr marriott's first sentence you have the note of the book it is george tracy's intention to be prosperous 
it is also his especial fate that he should be accompanied to the end of his days by his imagination he sees quite clearly like all mr marriott's heroes his perception is always sharper than that of his companions that this imagination of his will interfere with this same prosperity unless some especial use be made of it and during the first half of the book the reader observes his attempts to discover what his fellow beings do with their imagination if they have any and in what way success is to be helped by imagination without becoming unpractical how to combine the selling of soap with the delight in the thunders of a waterfall is the book's question and do we not then instantly perceive that here mr marriott is precisely in line with the other more individual novelists of this generation tracy notices that modern business can be assisted in its most practical issues by this same element of romance and finally he establishes a shop that by this very combination of the hard-headed realist and the dreaming idealist secures for every individual customer his heart's desire tracy does not arrive at his solution without help and in the character of mary festing mr marriott has given us a most delicate and elusive character so elusive is she as she appears and disappears throughout george's history coming to his aid almost against his will suggesting this and that link in the chain of his discoveries finally vanishing when he has made his solution that we the readers are not tangibly conscious of her existence she is the finely coloured figure symbolising this interpenetration of realism and romance for which he is searching she keeps his soul alive forbidding the poetry in it to make it loose and casual forbidding the prose its harder less visionary qualities she is finally the catfish for the catfish is the demon of the deep and keeps things lively in its evidence of personality this beautiful book is of course abounding no one living or dead save mr marriott could have written it in its knowledge of life also it is surely sufficient in spite of the poetry of its theme no single concession is made to the spirit of untruth mr marriott's shop is a perfectly practical possible shop his soap and his hairbrushes are marked with their price tickets and their value is the best possible for the money on the other hand the imagination of george tracy is exactly the imagination that a modern man of affairs may be permitted to possess the waterfall the garden and that little vision of cornwall it wasn't so much what might happen as what things meant the sulky way the hills at the back of porthennis bumped along to the land's end the sudden woods of ash-trees in the valleys the stealthy turns of the road from porthennis to porthlieu the magic of the mount in grey weather these things are of the very stuff of life finally in no earlier book of his has mr marriott displayed so magnificently his sense of form his was a theme that tempted to overwriting over description over emphasis never is there a word too many never is that art of suggestion of which he is so fine an exponent allowed to degenerate into artificiality for originality for reality for economy this book is indeed a book of mark end of part nine